0: Okay, here we go. Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K., the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at KMATalkRadio.com. I like the smoke
1: I'm like some rinsed chocolate.
2: Good morning, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leave, everyone out there in radio land. Welcome to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. We are here broadcasting live in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. And with me, as always, the host with the most, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Honest Abe himself. Good morning. Hello, hello.
3: How are you going?
2: Oh, no complaints whatsoever. Did you see Endgame yet? No. No. I, 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 but you are an Avengers fan, yeah? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a a fan of the series, absolutely. Didn't go see it? I just haven't had any time. And I mean, like, that's three hours you have to plan. It was a long three hours. It's a, it's three hours you have to plan accordingly and make sure you schedule
3: it. It was enjoyable. They, they tied it up very, very mm -hmm. well. Wasn't as, you know, exciting. You know, the ending may be a little anticlimactic, but I mean, there was no open, you know, like major issues maybe one or two but you know i guess when you're tying up 10 years worth of movie making oh are you ordering food no not really no. um uh, when you got 10 years worth of movie making you know and you're tying it up in three hours it takes a
2: lot of work so it's not like you have eight hours to actually do it and you were actually working with five and a half hours if you look at part one and part two overall
3: i think they could have made it a three-part movie Oh, I, I I don't. I think it should have made it a three-part movie. Oh, really? And I think he would have kept maybe a lot of the uh, storytelling that needed to build up and explain scenes. Maybe a little, maybe, maybe maybe a little more entertaining. I don't know. I, I just think... didn't walk out and went like you know there wasn't this huge catharsis and you know, oh wow it was, it was good it was enjoyable. You know I think you know I mean I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet but Thor stole the show. Okay. No.
2: Feel free, Lou. Put that set on, on and move the mic where you need hop to. In. Yeah. Our, yep, uh, there you go. Our, uh, pull that mic. Or our, close our special to you. guest for today, the man, a, another mythical person within mythical? the well, mythical is like not real, isn't it? Or um, He's epic, a legendary, a legendary figure yeah, within go. the industry that is cigars, Mr. Lou Rothman, a man who has a story for every single thing, thing you could possibly mention. Lou, thanks for being here today.
4: Thank you. Thanks
3: for having me. Yeah, just pull that a little bit
2: closer. Don't there, be afraid buddy. of it. Yes. There you go. All right.
4: Okay. Okay. There. All right. Now we can hear you.
2: There we go. Nice. Very nice. Yes. Uh, Lou, thanks for being here, for uh, joining the show.
4: Oh, glad to come.
2: A lot of news this week.
3: A lot of stuff to talk about.
4: You're not kidding. Right? Yeah.
3: Good stuff.
2: Oh, very much so. It's going to be a very exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio. If you've never heard a Lou Rothman episode, you're in for a treat. You're a little tongue-tied this morning. Wake up late? No, I was out late. Out
3: late. Yeah. By yourself or with actual people? with actual people no yeah come on yeah actual people and paul's out of town he's like the only friend i knew you had
2: yeah pretty much <laughs> that says a lot thanks so much
3: so good to be me what do we got going on today adam
2: oh mm. uh, we're gonna have we're gonna talk to lou about what's going on in the industry what lou's been up to and just of course i'm sure he's got some exciting tales he can tell us also every week here on kma talk radio we love to give wonderful things away our good friends over at recluse have the recluse caption contest of the week If you'd like to win a five-pack of Recluse Cigars, head over to the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Post your best caption like Brian Slack of Andrews, Texas did. He took home last week's five-pack. This week, you've got the fun photo of Weldy. I like to call it, this is white white supremacy. Or I like to say, I like sheep butts and I cannot lie.
3: Yeah. No, I thought that was good. Mm, No? I don't know. Is Colin laughing? No.
2: Oh, see, Colin's, I can't even tell anyone. Colin's see
3: usually my good barometer if something's funnier. Yes, not, right? Colin usually gets my jokes.
2: If he's laughing, it's it's probably funny. It's probably yeah, a little bit. So that's usually a good place to go with that. Uh, also, last week on the Zeigar Poll of the Week, we asked you what's the best way to how do you properly have your toilet paper roll on the roll. Eighty percent of you knew exactly what was the right answer. So good job by you. The fourteen percent of you who said put it on the top thing, I don't know what you guys are thinking. I've
3: been guilty of that. I've, I've, I've been in a rush, just dumped it there. I somebody else would get it. Really? Just, it takes two seconds. Yeah, you know, sometimes you don't have two seconds. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah, congratulations to Brian Gramowski of Champaign, Illinois, home of the Fighting Illini. True. hmm. That's right. Yes, and uh, he took home the Zykar. If you'd like to win a Zykar. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it here. Oh, there it is. The Zykar XI-2 Noir Cutter You Is it Noir or is it nor? Noir? Noir. Noir. Noir.
4: Like N W
3: <laughs> like A, yeah. Noir. Hey, can't get in, He's right. N
4: W A Noir. Je français depuis sept ans.
3: I didn't know you spoke French.
4: Un peu. Really? How fluent?
3: Mm, not
4: too fluent. <laughs> <laughs> I can. It I sounded, can. I can order food. It sounded pretty good there, actually. Yeah, actually, I took French one for like seven years.
3: I never heard you speak French. Well, there you go. See, Lou Rothman still find something new out every day. Absolutely,
2: it's always a good time. Uh, Any Mandarin in there? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, how many times
4: have you been to France?
2: Huh?
4: Probably half a dozen times. Oh, really? Do, do you enjoy going there? Uh, yeah, it's something to do. I was, I was there. Um, I was there for like sixteen days in October.
3: Sixteen days. Yeah. Well, you spent fourteen days it in the in the uh, the in the museum. I'm blacking out. The Louvre. Uh, the the Louvre. Louvre. No, the Louvre. I, no, I hate museums. I know. But what was there to do before? We we we. we Paris was one of our stops. I actually we went to Andy's wedding. A good friend of ours, Andy Cossens. Uh-huh. We went to his wedding in Amsterdam. Right. And then it was kind of like right after our wedding, so we kind of made it a little honeymoon, and we went to Madrid, and we went to Paris. And, and we just, you know, Paris was okay. We didn't really enjoy it that much. It wasn't too clean. Um,
4: uh, well, the, we, stayed in, we stayed like five days in, on the Champs-Élysées. Then we went to Lyon, you know, Another part of the country, and then back to Paris, and and then home. Uh,
3: good bread. It's good, good, bread. <laughs> good bread. Good bread.
4: Yeah, we, you know, there's no red sauce in Paris. There's no red sauce in France. I mean, you know it's, it's funny. terrible. There's, there's no, no red sauce. Eat,
3: right. I mean, look, I, we, I've always heard they're like rude, you know, and I was just figured, ah, that people just over dramatic, you know. But when we went there, man, they they were really like not polite. Once we left the hotel. Like, our first dinner, our first dinner in Paris, we went to this well-known, like, you know, restaurant, and my wife ordered, a, you know, a steak sandwich or something and fries, and, you know, they bring you bread for dinner, so she says, can I have some butter? And the waiter literally told her, like, uh, butter's for breakfast. I, like, would refuse to bring her butter. And then and then when she asked for ketchup, he says, we don't have ketchup. And they had a podium, you know, where, where I guess the hostess stands to wait yeah. people. should. I, I I could see the bottles of ketchup from here. Would you mind handing me one? And like they didn't want to give her ketchup. They're just they're, you know, it is what it is. Some people just got to be rude to foreigners. I just don't think. I mean, I just really think they don't not, they do not like Americans. There. Do you experience that at all when you're there? Um, no, no. Really,
4: no, no. the only the only people we had trouble with were the cab drivers because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're tiny cars there was four of us, so problem they right. don't want, they don't want to take you
3: right they probably don't want anybody in the front seat either right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah my friend
4: my friend john he's a big guy like you bigger than you oh that's a big guy yeah well taller
3: that's a european big guy Taller, not wider <laughs> 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 the volume's the same lou the volume it's the overall total, volume total kilogram. Really. <laughs> now well, it was interesting well, It was good well great well, it's
2: lou speaks french i know there you go and now you know more now uh, you know and now you know and it's so much more helpful but, and now uh, you know speaking of which lou you, you're a world traveler you went to cuba last year where is somewhere you haven't been that you want to go still i mean you even climbed Mount kilimanjaro
4: uh well i'd like to go, like do a civil war type thing where you go through all the battlefields going down south i'd really? like to, i'd like to see all of america
3: okay rv style or because you uh, don't like to fly
4: No, but just driving and stuff. I like to go places without a plan. You know, just drive.
3: Oh, wow. I'm the opposite, man. I like to have everything planned
4: out. No, I hate planning anything.
3: You hate planning it, or do you hate following a plan? Either one. Okay. Because my wife likes following a plan, but she won't plan it, right? I mean, she likes the fact when we go on vacation, I look and see where good dinners are going to be, or where we can go, what shows, and what days is what. But she won't plan it. She don't like planning.
4: It's like... If you look at the calendar on my phone, there's nothing on it. <laughs> I don't put anything on it. I, I haven't signed a check in 40, 50 years. Movanda does all that.
3: stuff. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow. So so let me ask you a question. Was this non-planning, is this a post-retirement uh, attribute you developed, or were you always that way? No, it's was always that way. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Wouldn't have thought so. I, I I know, right? It's not very it's not an a personality trait typically, you know.
2: But then again when you when you hear all of Lou's different varying stories about all the things that happened to him over the course of his, you know, life and time and building the business, it kinda makes sense. Hey, whatever works. Yeah.
3: Whatever works so, makes it's like,
4: sense. Like uh, at the golf course that I belong to, you know, like I don't know, maybe a year or two ago. Lavanda asked me if I was going to make a tea time. I said, I don't know. I never made a tea time. Other people... Done it for you. They make tea times, and they'll right. You know, you play they email it. me and say you want to play. I said, right. sure, but I didn't know how to make a tea time. <laughs> That's
3: funny. <laughs> That's funny. Now, when you travel, do you... Are we going to get into this, or are we going to finish the
2: giveaways and go into... No, we, we, gave, we got the giveaways. We got, we got them all done? Yeah, yeah well, did. we talked about... Um, but basically, uh, head over to... If you want to win that uh, cutter... Make sure you head over to the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Cast your vote in this week's poll about what vice would you never give up. We'll see what you people have to say about that. I got a feeling that uh, a lot of people are going to lie to themselves and say, I don't have any vices. I live in moderation. Uh, Just if I had a guess, anyway. But we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Lou Rothman, formerly founder of JR Cigars. Keep it lit.
0: You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on
1: Instagram, too.
5: Yes, it's mandatory. Experience the new Henry Clay Warhawk, a robust and complex cigar that's inspired by the rebellious roots of Henry Clay. The first of a three-part series honoring the life of the great statesman, this cigar is made with the best tobaccos grown and hand-rolled by the Grupo de Maestros at La Flor de Copen in Honduras. And it's not your typical Connecticut. This is a Henry Clay. Stand up. Be different and smoke a Warhawk. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer to the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale.
6: Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit
7: CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. There's nothing more important to me than family. That's why I treasure the moments with my wife, Terry, and our son, Christopher, AKA Christoph. When we have those rare moments to talk about life, there's nothing better than smoking Christoph to enhance our time together. For Terry, it's our Christoph Sweet Tip Cuban Selection for Chris, our Sumatra, and for me, our original Maduro. Enhance your family time with Christophe Cigars.
8: The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers, from the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Serie V oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you so always ask for oliva an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality the oliva family of cigars the
3: recently released perdomo double Aged 12-year vintage is an extremely rare blend of perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers binders and wrappers bale aged for 10 years and then barrel aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years these exquisite nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich complex flavors offered in Connecticut, Sun or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, The Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast.
5: Introducing the H. Upman Connecticut Grupo de Maestro, a redefined Connecticut that exhibits a fuller and deeper flavor, combining over 200 years of cigar making and refinement. The Grupo de Maestros, a brotherhood of master blenders, inspired to create a new definition of a time-honored legend. This collaborative H. Upman features a robust blend of luscious filler, including a layer of specially cultivated Pilotico tobacco or an incomparable Rich complexity. The H. Upman Grupo de Maestros defined heritage, redefined Connecticut.
2: Want to be in the know and lift your cigar game? Join the Monte Cristo Social Club and stay connected with the latest cigar news. Discover events near you and see what's trending. The Monte Cristo Social Club is the place to stay connected to get the inside scoop and feel like an industry insider. Members can look forward to exclusive members-only benefits, special discounts, and details on how to gain VIP access to some of the most extravagant cigar events. New members receive an exclusive gift just for signing up. The Monte Cristo Social Club. Get in the know.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on
1: Instagram, too! Yes, it's mandatory.
0: It's mandatory.
2: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, uh, broadcasting live here in uh, lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. Live from the iHeart Studios, I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. How was that for timing? I know, that was pretty good. Right? I was a little nervous for yeah, a second. I was,
3: I, was, I was watching the clock.
2: Okay, that's good. We that's, uh, had some business. Uh.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: oh, yes. Uh, we are here broadcasting live in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida, on this, the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. Wow. Well done, Colin. Wow. Did you like have that ready? Did you guys plan that? No, oh. we didn't even talk about that. Wow. That, that was, was
3: pretty good. Colin, I'm point today. Yeah.
2: Colin, he's got it. Can't complain about that. It's That's nice how enough. I sound when I sleep. Ah. Oh, always a good time. Right. Uh, anyway, here on lovely this lovely edition of KMA Talk Radio, we are pleased to welcome uh, the man we've been talking to for many times. Uh, consistent guest. The man we are always pleased to welcome back. Few guests are as legendary as Lou Rothman from his humble beginnings to his rise to success. We are always delighted to welcome one of our favorite storytellers, Mr. Lou Rothman. Lou, welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Thank you. So, I know we were talking before the break about, uh, you know, your travels. You were in France recently. Do you got anything coming up? Uh, I know you're going back to uh, New Jersey soon. Any any trips you're
4: planning for this summer? uh, Well, I'm going to Tampa the day after tomorrow to see the Olivas. And then uh, probably out to... uh, wyoming to see my son mm-hmm. california to see my daughter uh my son luke in washington dc he's still snowboarding he's a snowboarder right are oh you yeah yeah big oh, snowboarder yeah yeah yeah
3: he, did you did he ever get you out there on a snowboard uh, one time come on yeah i, hurt my, I fell and hurt my <laughs> tailbone i couldn't sit down for like three weeks <laughs> How but,
4: long? He, but he goes his he has friends that are professional snowboarders and he's been to chile and japan and you know he's, serious stuff yeah right? he's jumping out of helicopter, that kind
3: of stuff insane how long ago was it when you tried the snowboarding
4: oh that was like 10 years ago it
3: well, wasn't that long ago really? wow yeah. that's not that bad would, well, you, would you
2: try it again
4: no nah. i really didn't get to snowboard because <laughs> you know you go up on this on this moving chair yeah the lift and, yeah. and they have the snowboard on and it's when I jumped off the chair, that's, that's when, when you I, fell. That's when I fell and hurt my tailbone. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So was, then, oh so my then God. I laid down on the snowboard and I used it like a sled and I mm-hmm. come down the hill like 100 miles an hour. Was, Are you serious? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did it a few times. It was before. like childhood tobogganing. Yeah, it was great. You can, by tilting the snowboard, you can turn. make yourself turn and all that.
3: Wow. I would have paid to have seen Lou Rothman. Sliding down the mountain.
2: I got to tell you that um, <laughs> if I, if, even if there was just video of that alone, I would still find that to be utterly fascinating.
3: No, that's great. Before the break, we talked about traveling. You travel a lot. Do, do you go into cigar shops when you travel? No, No, no. stay clear of them.
4: Uh, you know, maybe sometime I'll go in and and buy some cigars if I'm going to see somebody and I forgot to take cigars with me. See when I'm traveling, if I'm on vacation, I
3: pass by. Well, I mean, a cigar shop. I I, I feel compelled. Do you, you go into them or no?
4: Um. Well, it depends
2: on like what I'm doing. Like if I'm going out with my buddies and like who are also cigar smokers, we'll probably go and hang out or find a cigar shop to hang out in. Yeah, I'm
3: not talking about hanging out. Like if we're
2: tr- on vacation, right? I'm yeah. With the family, and we
3: drive by something. I see a cigar shop, right? And like later on that night, after I feed the kids, or I I feel
2: compelled. Like I want to go see. The shop, right? The, the worst part is like half the time I go into them and I'm straightening out the humidor for them. <laughs> the first box, c- it's, it's it's utterly compelling. I can't stop myself from doing funny. it. Oh, yeah.
4: The first box of cigars I ever bought in my life, I bought in your store. Oh, no. Yeah, the one that's on Palm Beach. It's a franchise on Palm Beach. Oh, Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah, yeah on PTA Boulevard. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, bought, I was on my way to see this friend of mine, Larry He's a professional. Golfer, yeah. Yeah, maniac smoker. And so I forgot to bring cigars with me, so I stopped in your store and bought a couple the, of boxes of them Infinity Cigars. This is post-retirement? Yeah, yeah. Right.
3: Well, you didn't buy cigars before you got in the cigar business?
4: No, I grew up in stores that sold cigars. I mean, That's my, right. My, yeah. <laughs> my father was always sold cigars. Didn't, we didn't buy any.
3: Now, I mean, he did. I didn't. Now, you went to Kansas State Teachers
4: College. Yeah.
3: Were you, was it the goal to become a teacher?
4: No, no, I was, uh, me and my brother were picking up hay in Kansas, and uh, it was a super hot day, and uh, we just wanted to go get a soda or something, and we went into this town, and and I saw the the building for Kansas State Teachers College, the main building, and we figured that place was (laughs) air-conditioned. So that's where we went, and we sat down in the hallway drinking our sodas, and a guy named Cooper—I don't remember his first name—he sat down next to us. He started talking to us, and you know, asking like, you know, do we go to school there? And, no, no. Uh, and then he asked us a bunch of questions. I told him, you know, I flunked at Queen's College. My brother flunked out of high school. And uh, and he said, well, you could go to go to college here for free because you're Kansas residents now. And uh, this. All you have to do is get a C average the first term, and you can you stay. Can stay.
3: Did, so did you have to finish your GED? or your, you, you? You said you failed out of. Oh, uh... no, my brother. Oh, your brother failed. Well,
4: my brother flunked out of high school. He became a doctor of economics. He taught in taught in university for years. Wow. And so, uh, so we both decided, you know, this is better than picking up pay, and we went to school. Wow.
3: And and you finished.
4: Yeah. Now, yeah, my brother went on to get a doctorate,
2: and just because you thought, "Oh, that building has air conditioning," so exactly. And Mister Cooper,
4: that's what I mean about not planning. Right. Yeah, that guy was from New York, so we, you know, and he said we could get the GI Bill, we could get paid on top of not paying any tuition. So, so had he not sat there
3: and talked to you, you guys might have just finished your sodas and walked right back out of that building.
4: Exactly. Yeah, that's why I said we never, I never planned anything. Right. That's how we got in the mail order business. Some, some, me and Lavanda, we had this little cigar store on the corner of 6th Avenue and 45th Street. And uh, we would walk to the store every day because we only lived two blocks away. And when we got there, some guy had thrown a cinder block through the front door, busted open a stamp machine, and stole all the coins out of the stamp machine. And the stamps were all over the floor. And Lefonda said to me, what are we going to do with all these stamps? I said, let's go in the mail order business. Now, there was no well, mail order
2: business at the time. That's a very good point. I liked where we're going. All righty. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's amazing how much time flies when you're listening to Lou Rothman regale with tales of excitement and days of yore. It is quite phenomenal. We're going to have a lot more of that when we come back here on KMA Talk Radio. Keep it lit.
0: You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter.
9: We're
1: on Instagram, too!
9: Yes, it's mandatory. We are family. Stop right there. A, I hate the song. B, I can't sing. Dan Blunt here for Alec Bradley Cigars. I'm making a point, though, and that's Alec Bradley Cigars is a family operation. Alan Rubin named the company after his two sons, Alec and Bradley, when they were just tykes. Now they're grown up, working alongside their dad, making the best damn cigars you ever smoked. So join the family. Alec Bradley Cigars.
5: Follow the legend to Nicaragua. The Monte Cristo Nicaragua series is the latest addition to the extraordinary legacy of Monte Cristo. Blended in Nicaragua, the balance of this cigar is undeniable. And now it's been awarded a top 10 cigar of 2018 by Cigar Aficionado. This exquisite and complex 100 perfect puro uses only the best tobacco, combining body and flavor for a stellar appearance. A unique smoking experience that is now a top 10 cigar of the year. Monte Cristo Nicaragua, two legends coming together to create one legendary cigar Tobacco legend Julio Aroa and his son, Justo Aroa, bring back the authentic Corojo and
10: Aladino cigars, a true Cuban puro, giving homage to original vintage Vitolas. Aladino cigars are also available in a dark, rich Maduro wrapper. JRE Tobacco has an unwavering commitment for consistency and quality. Experience our commitment to excellence in any one of our three lines, the Aladino, the Rancho Luna, and the Tatascan. Light up a JRE cigar today. Visit JREtobacco.com.
6: Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member.
1: Hoya de Nicaragua proudly
11: announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged Grade A fillers and a beautiful silky-shade-grown Habano wrapper. From the legendary Jalapa Valley, produced in small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-bodied cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving now experience the evolution of flavor sindicato cigars available in ecuadorian shade grown carojo and san andres marron wrappers are beautifully crafted by master blender arsenio ramos using a double leaf binder and meticulously box pressed sindicato cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars.
5: CLE Cigar Company presents CLE Cigars, Eroa Cigars, and Asylum Cigars with four generations and over 120 years of experience in tobacco. From seed to smoke, these cigars are produced in Honduras and Nicaragua with the utmost care and precision possible. CLE Cigar Company introduces a vast array of tobaccos in various sizes to bring the highest quality of premium tobacco, direct for your enjoyment. Visit CLEcigars.com for more information.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram,
1: too! Yes,
0: it's mandatory.
2: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in lovely South Florida on this uh, the 4th of May. I'm Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, the man, the myth, Mr. Honest Abe himself. Good morning. And uh, we are here once again with legendary cigar man himself, Uh, a non-planner, but you know what? Uh, It all worked out for him, no matter how much he doesn't plan. Mr. Lou Rothman, Lou, thanks for being here.
4: Better lucky than planning.
3: Yeah, I mean, you were telling a story during the break, and I've known you for years now. And you were telling a story break I've never heard of, right? Because I'm, 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 I didn't even know you, really, like how you ever got to Kansas. So you were telling us you you met your wife in New York. She was there on a high school field trip.
4: Yeah, yeah. So kids from there was like six hundred kids from Kansas on a train, and it went, you know, like to Chicago, New York, Washington, yeah. and so forth. And and I met her uh, <clears throat> at the Hotel McAlpin across the street from Macy's. I'll tell you the story again. I'm getting in my car to go to this dance. This kid, Joey, comes up and asks me, where am I going? I said, I'm going into Manhattan. I'm going to the dance at the McAlpin Hotel. He said, can I go with you? Now, bear in mind, I don't know that guy. I mean, he, <laughs> lived, he, lived, he lived like three houses away from me. I don't even know his last name. So we go to this dance. I don't dance. It's the only dance I ever went to in my life. Wow. And we go in, and he's all these girls are coming down the stairs, all blonde girls. And I asked them where they're coming from. They wrote, told me room 1072. I went upstairs. I took the elevator up. I walk into this room with like a dozen, 15 kids. And, uh, and LaVonda, my wife, uh, was, was on the bed there, uh, sitting on the bed with all these kids. And I walked in, and the room became absolutely silent because... I guess they had booze there and they were afraid somebody would bust them. Wow. And I said to this guy, Joey, can I say this on the radio? I said I said to Joey, I said this daughter on the bed there. And then I are <laughs> the affiliate yeah. and I talked <laughs> so and then I I started talking to Lavanda. and we hit it off. I came back and got her the next day and took her around New York and we actually talked about getting married. Really? Yeah. After one day. Yeah. Yeah, because in Maryland, you could get married with no waiting time. Do, do you
3: look back at it now and realize like how incredibly insane the story is, right? Yeah, it and is. Right? It is. Yeah, okay.
4: So then uh, LaVonda already had a deal with uh, Wilhelmina or Plaza Five or Stewart Modeling Agency, one of the big ones, to come and be a model. She had done some modeling in Kansas, and so um, uh, she she did her appointments and saw those people, and then then she went back to Kansas, and we conversed by phone a lot, and then... Uh, Which is funny, because you were telling us how expensive it was to talk on oh, the yeah, phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you used to be, like, if you called, you know, after 11 mm-hmm. o'clock at night, it was only a dollar a minute. Yeah, I remember that. $2. Actually, in my time, yeah. the,
3: the rates went down after peak time. Right, That's yeah. right, I remember that, or yeah. Or even
2: they
4: had, the, uh, they had uh, Al
2: Bundy with those uh, call commercials for a long time in the mid-90s, where if you dialed, like what 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 you could save money on right. your calls so
4: but anyway my brother worked for the phone company he worked on a thing called the crossbar which is like microwave transmission so whatever. he hooked you up so you got And he hooked me up so that i could call i didn't know he was listening to all our calls. <laughs> but, but but yeah so i talked to her a lot and uh and then i got an invitation to her high school graduation and you went
3: all the way out to kansas and so
4: i hopped in my car <laughs> and drove out to kansas This is before there was no interstate highway system. So I had worked all that day and my father is nutty thing, he didn't want me to drive when there's a lot of traffic. So I used to open the store at six o'clock in the morning. He didn't let me leave the house till like eleven o'clock at night. So I had already been up awake since six o'clock in the morning. When I left, I left eleven o'clock at night and I drove for the next twenty three hours straight without stopping, except for gas. Out to Kansas. Uh, I, a, a, no interstate highway system. I mean, in the middle of nothing. Route 40 through Terra Haute and a million other Holy towns. cow.
2: I have to ask, what kind of a car were you driving at the time?
4: A 66 Plymouth Convertible.
2: Which, a convertible to
4: boot. Which, wow. which I have had until about three months ago. Really? Yeah, I just sold it. Why? Was it in great well, condition? Because all I was doing was moving it from our carriage house up to the main house and back to the carriage I, I was it in really, good condition? Oh yeah, it was like brand new. How much you get and, for it? And I put, I put in a, I put in an indie racing engine at four hundred and fifty oh. horsepower. Oh, okay, so it's modified. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's been modified. Oh my god!
2: How, how many miles were on it when you sold it?
4: Well, I don't know because it's the odometer biom- oh, biom- yeah. stopped yeah. working about twenty
2: five years. Ago.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the odometer.
3: So so. Just curious, going from New York to Kansas, right? There's no GPS. How, how do you figure out how to get uh, to Kansas?
4: AAA had a thing called a trip tick. It's like a pad, and you just keep turning the pages. And, it and follow it? To go. Is, so but, you had to tell them where you wanted to go, and they, they'd provide it? Yeah, yeah. So Wow. So, so then I drove out there, and I spent a week out there. and Then then that summer, LaVonda came back to Kansas to, to New York to model, and we were together, I don't know, I guess for about two or three weeks, we got engaged, and then I went into the Marine Corps, and uh, and when I came back, we got married, we got married on the same day we met, one year later.
3: Wow. Wow. Really wow. Amazing, story. Paul, thanks. <laughs> now we have to feel like Paul was in the room. Wow, it really is an incredible story. Yeah. And how long have you guys been married now?
4: Uh... Fifty-two years.
3: God bless. Oh man, that is amazing. Been married longer than I've been alive.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I, uh, I I never think like every time we have Lou on, I'm going to get flabbergasted, but every time there's just so
3: much there. I mean, I, I'm always expecting a, a nugget of something that like, we've
2: never addressed. You I, know, I, every time flabbergasting, just absolutely wonderful. I I can't even believe it. I don't even know where. But
4: wow. You know, sometimes I'll make people bet. Says like. Before I got into the cigar business, what do you think that I did for a living? And I tell like give you like a thousand to one odds on any bit. because what we used to do was we picked up hay, yeah, and the castrate cattle, dehorn cattle. This is when you were in Kansas. Yeah, yeah work tra- on the farm. Paint mm-hmm. used tractors, harrow. Arrow and spring tooth and plow feed. and you
3: ended up going to Kansas at this point because she had tried living in New York got yeah. homesick so you right. said hey you tried New York let's try Kansas right and how long were you there in Kansas
4: uh about three and a half years when I mean, you finished seem, school it seemed like 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> seemed like 20. then it, at that time like you couldn't get a you couldn't get a soda after six o'clock at night everything you know, shut down yeah and uh, everything on television was stuffed that I had seen on TV like 10 years before that. In New York. New York. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's like Ward Bond and Wagon Train, you know, or
3: Dragnet. How, how did you get her to finally get back to New York? How would you guys get back to New York?
4: Uh, oh, Um. well, then I went to school, and I got a scho- I got scholarships to a bunch of law schools. Uh, one of them was NYU and one was Rutgers, so we had to come back to New York. Be- and... When I came back to New York, my father had already um, bought this grocery store that also it sold cigars and, and beer and whatnot. Right. And uh, he wasn't he wasn't too well. He wasn't he was he was not well. And so uh, we moved back, and Lavanda went back to modeling, and I went into the grocery store to help my father out. Wow. And 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 the. Grocery store was in a neighborhood, 45th Street and 8th Avenue. You know, a lot of, a lot of drug people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Lot of, most of our neighbors were prostitutes. We, we used to go wow. to dinner with them. We knew them. Wow. They were regular customers in the store. <laughs> That's funny. I went to work with my dad in the
3: grocery business yeah. before I got in the cigar business. I
4: remember one time these two people came in that we knew from the building, our neighbors. Uh, chick, and I forget the other guys. A woman and a man. And... They were, they were porno stars, and they said they were going... They had pornos back then? Oh, yeah. They were going to Alabama to film a Civil War epic, and they wanted to buy a couple of cases of beer and some other stuff in the grocery. I helped them load it in the van. They drove to Alabama, filmed their porno movie or whatever, and they were back the same week. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. They were back the same, same week.
3: week. Hey. Wow! I, I got a slew of questions for Lou. If you want to take a break with him after the break, uh, absolutely, yeah. we will. Uh, we will. Are, yeah, I can't read. We, Paul's not here today, so we're one man short. I can't read
0: these fast enough. So uh,
2: well, absolutely, we are. We will get to consumer questions when we come back here on KMA Talk Radio. Keep it lit.
0: You are listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on
1: Instagram too.
0: Yes, it's mandatory.
4: Hi, this is Nish Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. I want to introduce you guys out to our Old World Reserve Corojo made in a Honduran facility. What a beautiful medium bodied cigar. When you light it up, it's got a gorgeous white ash and you get that sweetness from that delicious Corojo wrapper, a little bit of spice and a lot of nuttiness. Go to your local brick and mortar, check out the Old World Reserve Corojo, you will not be disappointed. Again, what a delicious cigar.
10: For hundreds of years, the indigenous people of the Dominican Republic took tobacco and rolled it tightly into palm leaves. These long cylinders of tobacco, called yagua, created different, unique, robust flavors and aromas, and that original tobacco is now, for the first time, featured in La Aurora Dominican DNA. Full-bodied, robust, spicy, and elegant, La Aurora Dominican DNA is a return to the roots of Dominican cigar making that only La Aurora can provide. Look to the lion. La Aurora Cigars, king of the pride since 1903. Looking for something unique and awesome? Smoke Oscar Valdares Cigars, 2012 Connecticut, 2012 Corojo, 2012 Maduro, the Oscar Habano, the Oscar Maduro, My Way, and our latest creation, Oscar Valdares Cicerone Edition. A great cigar that comes in five different collectible boxes with an
5: amazing exclusive artwork. Remember, Oscar has something unique and awesome waiting for you. Ask for Oscar Cigars in your favorite cigar shop.
10: Dunbarton Tobacco and & Trust and its master ligador, Steve Saka, is crafting the very finest cigars available today. One such brand is is Todos Los Dias. This liga is very smooth with tastes of dark chocolate and figs with a nice sweet chili pepper that escalates in warmth as you smoke it. On the palate, it feels like a medium-bodied smoke, but it is lying to you as this cigar is quite strong. From the first puff, there is no doubt of the origin of Todos Los Dias or that it is intended solely for the seasoned cigar smoker. Viva Nicaragua!
13: Insurance companies have a very unique business model that the general public doesn't understand. Insurance companies make profit only one way, taking in premiums and paying out less on claims than they take in premiums. In doing this, they oftentimes deny legitimate people with viable claims fair compensation.
14: We know accidents happen, they happen every day. The good thing about insurance is it helps people do the right thing when they've caused accidents. You know, if I cause an accident, the first thing I want to do is make sure the person is okay, the the person's taken care of. Insurance gives us the ability to do the right thing. Uh, Unfortunately, the insurance company uh, treats people like statistics instead of human beings, and that's why you need an experienced attorney to make sure the insurance company does the right thing
2: baker and zimmerman defending the injured 800-866-LAWS want to be in the know and lift your cigar game join the monte cristo social club and stay connected with the latest cigar news discover events near you and see what's trending the monte cristo social club is the place to stay connected to get the inside scoop and feel like an industry insider Members can look forward to exclusive members-only benefits, special discounts, and details on how to gain VIP access to some of the most extravagant cigar events. New members receive an exclusive gift just for signing up. The Monte Cristo Social Club. Get in the know.
1: Welcome back.
0: You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on
1: Instagram, too!
0: Yes, it's mandatory.
2: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in lovely West Palm Beach, I'm Adam K. the Brewmeister, and we are here with the man, the myth himself, Mr. Lou Rothman, with me of course, Mr. Honest Abe. Good morning. And uh, before we went to break, we had teased forward that we had questions from the fans
3: for Lou. Yeah, I... Tim Tim wanted you to talk about your Mount Kilimanjaro story, but you had in, went in that in depth during one of our uh, yes first shows with you. So if you hear yeah. archives, you can hear the
2: whole story. Yeah, go back to the first ever Lou Rothman episode. Yeah. We talk all about Lou climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. And the worst part, if I'm not mistaken, you said the worst part about it was going down the mountain. Yeah, uh, that's right.
3: Coming down was, like, very, very difficult. Yes. Uh, we got a question from Aaron Ellerman. He said, who is your favorite? And I, I don't know if you'd have a favorite. Maybe it might be easiest, but who is your favorite person to work in the industry, and the least favorite.
4: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I had, I I did very well with Nestor Placencia, Manuel Casada. Uh, of course, frankly, Nestor. I mean, that's number. He's he's always going to be number one. Uh, and actually, you know, when when he died, I kind of that kind of cut the ties to the cigar yeah, business yeah, for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, it, it did because. He he was, he was my closest friend. Him and John Oliva, because wow. John's still in the, in the
3: business. Yeah, most people did. I think Altus came out with a Frankie Naza brand. Um, yeah, maybe about four or five years ago. Yeah, it
4: was made. It was made at Nicaragua American Tobacco.
3: Yeah, most people, uh, you know, on the retail side, uh, consumer yeah, I, side. Yeah, designed that whole package. Oh you yeah, know, I remember that box. Wood box. yeah bra-
4: Brass plates. Yep. It was a great cigar. Yeah. But, I...
3: I, I you know, it's, it's funny in this industry because there's a lot of guys um, like Frank. oh well, like, you know, the reason why I kind of asked you earlier is if you go to cigar shops is, like, I, I don't imagine you walk around, even if you went to a cigar shop and people walk up to you and recognize you, right? As big as you are in the industry, you've never kind of really put yourself out there. I mean, I've heard stories where even at trade shows, you know, when you would be working in the Santa Clara booth that people would walk up and, and they'd walk up to you and say, is Lou Rothman around? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, he's down there, and you you continue taking somebody's <laughs> I've, order. I've,
4: I've had people in... I'd be in a store in Whippany, and people would come up and say that they knew Lou Rothman. And I'd say, <laughs> yeah, I know him, too. <laughs>
3: that, I mean, that's, that's something, but there's a lot of people in the industry, like Frankie and Lou, mm-hmm. know, that, that are in the background and not in the, in the consumer end of it, and who, who've affected the industry tremendously. Who was who one of the least favorite people you enjoyed? You, not you enjoyed, but that you worked with uh, over your How career. You really? know,
4: I, one of my favorite people that I left out was Edgar Coleman. He was the real gentleman.
3: Wow. He got out, too. I mean, when they when they sold, me, we, I mean, I don't even know. Do you even know what the Coleman family is up to these days?
4: Um, the last I talked to them, they had um, bought a company that made the uh, dog treats. I think it was called Bully Sticks. Oh, And they were looking. They had been looking at another thing called bees. Uh, something it's it's some sort of natural stuff that they Whole use on their lips. And stuff oh, like oh, bird's beeswax. Bird's yeah. bees, yeah, right. Yeah, right, bird's right. bees. But you know they're they're and,
3: just acquiring. They're yeah. acquiring for the empire at this point.
4: Well, uh, yeah, I mean they're you know they're they're much more sophisticated businessmen than, than I am. I never was a businessman. I, I used to hire people that that could do all the stuff I didn't know how to do. All I knew how to do was buy stuff and sell stuff. But without, that, That's pretty much the core of business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. buying and selling. Yeah, like I, I, mean, I can't read a balance sheet or anything like that. Wow! If I, I can write a check and it doesn't bounce, it's good.
3: <laughs> All right. So who's who's your least favorite person that, that uh-huh. you dealt with in your career? Yeah, you know, I can't imagine he had a lot of them because it was like that type of personality. If he didn't like You, know, you yeah. just never dealt yeah, with he you again. Yeah, you would never deal uh, with you ever again.
4: I, I, I would think that. Uh, Probably be Orlando Padrone. Now, not because he's a bad person. It's it's because uh, Orlando never trusted anybody, and and so um, you know he would call me and and tell me that this person or that person was stealing from me and uh, you know it's. Sh- it I guess it would be good for me to know that stuff, but there's no, <laughs> there's no way he could know that. Right. You know, it, it, he, uh, very distrusting person. Uh, hell of a cigar maker. I mean, uh, you know, he, they make very few cigars compared to other people, but they're all, like, perfect.
3: Right. Definitely without quality. Uh, Jeff Walsh wanted to know, and I, I don't even know if you still keep tabs, but, you know, do you keep tabs? Do you watch what's going on with your old company, JR Cigars?
4: Uh, to an extent. I mean, you know, they they send out like five emails every day. It's hard not to. Do you get them all? Do you subscribe? Yeah, I, I get them all, and and I obviously
3: the writing's not as good as it used to be. Well, do you,
4: that's do you, uh, I don't like this. Uh, there is no writing. I know. It, it's, it's
3: one of the things you used to love doing was writing, right? Yeah, it's
4: it's, it's 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 it should be more than just sticking pictures of cigars out there saying it should be seven dollars, but it's only four dollars. Right. it's. It's boring. Boring. I mean, and and I, I the, the artwork is spectacular. I mean, their catalogs are really, the, the art department does a phenomenal job.
3: Well, technology's come a long way. It's a lot easier to take yeah. good quality photos and make but better quality prints. It,
4: my comment for their catalog is the same that I always had for Bob Francois, Thompson's catalog, was that it was just, you know, a series of squares. And you could make a new catalog by just juggling the squares to a different page. Um, and frankly, there are no interesting catalogs. I mean, you know, there's, there's not that many catalogs in the industry, and I think our, ours, people people actually read them. I, I Well, you, you used to pride yourself
3: in writing stories, right? You'd like to commentary, you'd like to... Sell with a story is what I would call it, right? Instead of just selling something, right? Like, the same. well,
4: I would tell a story with cigars mixed into it. That's what I'm
3: at least there's something to read, right. right? Sell, sell the story. Are you surprised that there are even still catalogs?
4: Uh, yeah, because it's so much cheaper not to have a catalog. It's amazing that you just, don't understand do the cost, the right? Internet, right? Right.
3: I mean, you used to what? I mean, I'm, I guess if I had to guess, send out what half a million
4: catalogs? You're in the bullpark.
3: Okay, so half a million catalogs. And you gotta figure your cost on them alone has got to be almost a dollar a piece with postage, well, maybe.
4: Well, more with the postage.
3: Okay, yeah. so more with postage. You're talking about every time you send a catalog, it's upwards of you know half a million to three quarters of a million dollars. Okay, That's prob- a lot of
4: money. Probably close to a million dollars.
3: Okay, so a million dollars to send out a catalog, and you send and Jr. You send it out how often? Every month? month. Every month. Yeah. yeah. So think about how how many cigars you have to sell. You know <laughs> to make that margin, long, yeah. and and there are people today. There's still what, probably five or six catalog companies still out there.
4: Uh, you know, I don't get any of them. Right, you know, there's really
2: at least know. four or five. I mean, Jeff still sends out a catalog, if I'm not mistaken. Whoop! Jeff Corona, Jeff so, from Corona. He doesn't do it monthly. I, like doing, I think it's quarterly or something yeah, like that. Too. Um, obviously Thompson's used to, but. Who knows if they're still going to. Well, now it's after, part of CI. Right, right, it's still in the CI grouping, right. so that's taking that one out. So, obviously, uh, CI does.
3: Last I looked, they did.
2: Yeah. Uh, JR still probably
3: does. Yeah, they even do. Don't, yeah, they still do. So, my question then is, look, we talked about, like, Thompson's CI now. I don't mm-hmm. know how much we got. Yeah, we got enough to do. With this, with Thompson's and CI and now Altis looking maybe to be bought and we don't know who's going to buy them, right? <coughs> Do you feel there's ever going to be a point where there's going to be an antitrust issue in this industry? No. Won't happen? Doesn't matter who buys
4: it? Uh, no, because it's already been established. I mean, you, you can't you can't do this because the premium cigar industry only represents uh, you know less than 10% of the total number of cigars sold. So it would
3: have to be over the whole tobacco industry, right. not just the premium cigar industry. Yeah, oh, that's impossible. As a retailer, yeah. you think yes. about
4: premium and non-premium. Right. But it's an industry. It's, it's like, okay. is there a difference between Marlboro and a third tier cigarette? No. Or no. So a cigarette. So
3: industry. if every premium cigar brand ended up being owned by one company at the end of the day, that
4: wouldn't even be an not, issue? I don't believe it's an issue. No. I Why don't know. I never knew that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I always thought like, if SDG got involved in the Well, Let's this, that's put it I this thought. way.
4: There's more Middleton Black and Mild cigars. More Middleton Black and Mild cigars will be sold this year than premium cigars will be sold in the next maybe 20 years.
2: Puts it a little bit in perspective. Yeah. I mean, we, I don't even think we think about it in that kind of a same ballpark. Well, you, you
4: know, you you see these numbers that cigar aficionado puts out where maybe there's what? 300 million premium cigars being sold. Yeah. I mean, the last year that I was working consolidated, sold 800 million Dutch master Coronas. Consolidated was, uh, f- uh Altidus, Altidus, yeah, right? right. but just this. the Dutch master Corona was 800 million. Yeah,
3: it's crazy numbers. That's so why it's just you know, one item.
2: Yeah, one skew, one skew, eight hundred million. That it just yeah. it boggles the mind. Sometimes I mean, just to they even were selling
4: like sixty million murals and discontinued them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sixty million wasn't a good enough number. We had to find something else.
4: Yeah, they call it rationalization, where they keep taking the slower selling things and getting rid of them until you get to a point that's like Philip Morris, where they they just they just really have four brands. You know they have Marlboro Parliament and whatever, whatever. Right, they weaned out all the rest. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Huh. Well, uh, we're gonna we're coming up on the break. Uh, make sure you check out the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page for all of the great contests and great prizes that we have and we are offering this week. And uh, make sure you check out the KMA Instagram, where we're probably giving away fantastic prizes every single week. If you haven't won anything recently, well, that's because you're not participating. You should participate. Got to be in it to win it. You got to be in it to win it. We're going to take a break. Come back talk and when we're going to talk cigars. to we're going to talk to Lou and uh you know there was some big news that came out this week and uh I'm just curious about your thoughts on it, Lou. So you can ponder that during the break about this new Imperial Brands and well. The-
3: I want to get a little bit into politics. I always, oh, yes. always love lose lo- perspective. It's so grounded, so I want to hit some of that, too, up after that. Yeah,
2: we're going to put also, just to tease forward, we're going to play some quick-fire political fun with Lou Rothman. If you don't even understand what that means, just wait. It's only going to get better from here. More to come here on KMA Talk Radio. We are broadcasting live. Keep it lit.
0: You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on
1: Instagram, too! Yeah.
2: It's mandatory. The southeast number one club of the year is Spearmint Rhino. Enjoy $5 lunch specials daily till 3 with the best view in town. Really hungry? Take a bite of their 16 ounce New York Strip special, only $14.95, available daily until 10 p.m. Spearmint Rhino, home of $10 Tuesdays all day and all night, and now Thursdays until 8 p.m. Dances are $10. Spearmint Rhino is South Florida's adult playground. Mention at the door, Honest Abe sent you for free entry. For more information, visit spearmintrhino.com. Lights,
5: camera action. Real Clips Barbershop brings you all that is good about old school barbershops in a new cinematic themed environment. Whether you need a traditional cut, fade, blowout, or even a straight razor hot towel shave, our master barbers will get you right. All while enjoying iconic scenes from some of your favorite movies right from our video screens built into the mirrors. Visit realclipsbarbershop.com. That's real, R-E-E-L, clipsbarbershop.com for a location near you or to make an appointment. After one visit, we know you'll be back
0: keep it lit with KMA Talk Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on
1: Instagram too!
0: Yes, it's mandatory.
2: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Yes, yes you did. Well done. You have uh, literally walked in At the exact moment, we are attempting to go back on We are timing things perfect. I know. It's amazing how you did that. Well done. I think we had a watch. Right? (laughs) Oh, yes. It's amazing. The fun technical issues of the watch. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed the first hour of the show. Welcome to Hour 2. We are here today with uh, Mr. Lou Rothman, the founder of JR Cigars, a legendary figure within the cigar industry. Is our good
3: old friend of ours god rest his soul uh south montana said would say he's an icon yes and then south say isn't that that little thing on your computer <laughs> he'd say that all the time <laughs> that was a standard line for
2: that that's pretty good he'd that's say good. it all the time i totally agree so you know before we went to the break lou we'd been teasing about talking about the big news that came out this week that imperial brands the parent company of altus usa cassidy Monte cristo uh jr cigars now is looking to get out of the premium cigar business, and they want, was, they want to sell everything. They want they, to sell
3: the premium cigar lines, the retail stores, the
2: uh, catalog companies. the, the whole this. kit and caboodle, and just you know retain the cigarette brands they have and keep going with that. Uh, when you heard this news, what, what what did that what did that say to you?
4: Oh, well, I'm I'm really not sure that they actually want to sell that. I think what happens is that they're being forced to sell it. Last year, they announced that they by were... By the stockholders, co- you mean? Yeah, they, they announced last year that they were going to reduce the corporate debt, which I think is about $16 billion, mm-hmm. by $2.8 billion. And, and during the whole course of the year, they only sold $240 million worth of assets. So, in order to live up to what they had in their press release last year, they have to find something that they can sell for $2 billion or more, and they picked the, the premium cigar business, um, so I, I think I don't think necessarily that they want to sell it. I think that they need to sell it. Well, how much do you think
3: the value of that is? That in the tens of billions, or is that in the hundreds of millions? I mean, what would you what would your estimate be on that on that that that, that division of it combined? But do you don't, think they'll sell it as a whole? Do you think I don't gonna,
4: think it can be sold as a whole. No American company can buy it. It,
3: it was bought as a whole, correct? Uh, by Imperial, right? They paid, I think, something like twenty billion.
4: Uh, well, back in the day, yeah. They 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 bought a company. They bought Altadis, which was a combination of Tabacalera and Seta, two the French and English, uh, the French and Spanish tobacco monopolies. And along with it, they also bought a company called Lohista, which is a major distributor in France, uh, uh, throughout. Is a major distributor in France, Spain, uh, Europe, Morocco, uh, and they bought um, uh, a number. You know, a number of other things along with it. So it wasn't just a purchase of the tobacco thing. Uh, they also, they also got Chiton and Golwa. Oh, okay. two big, two big cigarettes. Chitons. I remember you selling those cigarettes. Yeah, two French big cigarettes. French, cig- yeah. The, and strangely enough, those cigarettes are actually made with uh, tobacco that could be in cigars. Really? Yeah, it's, a, it's Criollo. It's it's the bottom three leaves on the plants. Wow. Okay. I remember. We remember. I used to sell that brand back in the
3: day. Um, so, question. And and this has been explained to me probably multiple times throughout my career, and it's something that like when somebody's explained to me, I grasp it, and then like five minutes later, I forget. But I mean, how does they 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 technically possess fifty percent of the distribution rights of Habanos SA, or, or what division of the?
2: I, that was my yeah, next I question mean, this too. Is I was the part that too. they always
3: get confused on. What what division of the premium cigar side of of Altus or whatever segment? owns that 50% distribution rights, and how
4: does that play into this? They own 50% of, <coughs> of Habanos, which is the it's a 50-50 partnership between Imperial and, uh, and the Cuban government. Right, but Imperial's selling that part, or are they going to retain that part? Well, they, have to sell, they would have to sell that part because that part is the one who determines who, you know, who gets the cigars at Casa de Habanos. Th- that's the uh, value. Uh, or a big value in a, in a sense, yes. But they have they have so many confusing parts. For instance, they have a lot of these Casa de Habano stores are franchises, where where they own between let's say twenty and fifty percent, and and also, <clears throat> you know, and my information is kind of old, but mm-hmm. I think it's still relevant that uh, Cuba. Habanos, or so Cuba Tobacco, or the government of Cuba, owes Imperial... A lot prob- of money. I, I'm saying in the area of $700 million. Oh, wow. And because they're a 50-50 partner, not a, it's not a minority, it's a, it's a 50-50 partner, they have a say-so as to whether the sale can be completed or not. <sighs> they may say, no, you can't sell to those people. I'll tell you what, I'll let you sell to those people. Clear how about debt. how about if you forgive all or part of our seven hundred million dollar debt?
3: So this is a very problematic,
4: right? And and in Cuba, you're dealing with you know with the government, which has the final say. So over everything, so uh, you know, you can't come against them in court, so to speak. Right. Uh, even though they're fifty-fifty partners, I'm saying that. They would have the final say in anything. What do you think
3: their position is? Is, is, is there any downside for the sale for them? Or is, I mean, does it affect them in any negative aspect? For Cuba? Yeah.
4: Uh, no, I think there's an upside to it in that in order to uh, acquiesce to the sale, they're going to ask for something. Right. And that they're going lever- to yeah, leverage your position. It'll probably be a pretty big number, and I don't blame them. Most of the people in Cuba are starving so they can use the money.
3: Do you think it gets to the people in Cuba, though? Uh,
4: You know, it's it's hard to say. When I was in Cuba... I mean, you were just there a year ago. It just seemed to me that everybody seemed pretty happy. I didn't didn't really see a whole lot of military presence around. It's not, you know, like when I would go to Honduras and it was 50 guys with machine guns everywhere. You know,
3: being in retail, I actually hear that a lot, right? Because we got a lot of consumers or people that we know that end up taking trips to Cuba. And I hear that a lot, but then I always ask myself, if they're that happy, how are they getting on these little wooden rafts and trying to survive
2: coming across an ocean to get away? Are you just not in the, are you not hitting the touristy area? I mean,
3: that's why I always ask myself, because I've heard that comment by other people who've been there. You know, everybody just seems happy, or they're content, or it's not that bad.
4: I I, I mean, frankly, I was in a tourist area, mm -hmm. and and. They were very nice to me. I mean, they sent a car, a driver, or guide. Uh, Did you go as a group or just by yourself? No, it was just me and Lavanda and my friend Mark Goldman and his wife. He used to own House of Ox, right, man? Right. Uh, and Mom's cigars. So, but they they treated us very nicely. Uh, couldn't have been be- Couldn't have been nicer. Wow,
3: interesting. So, do you think do you think this this I mean? The way the press release really sounded to me is like there was some urgency, like they were looking to make a sale quick, right? And, well,
4: and I, I think you know they they announced that they were going to reduce their debt by two two plus billion dollars. And do you think it's going to be run.
3: harder time trying to sell it than it
4: looks? Yeah, I think I think it's it's the most difficult sale I can imagine because it's such a complicated company. So I, I think it has to be segregated and bought off in parts. And uh, the parts that I see in the United States, all these stores that they opened, if those stores were run like Casa de Habanos, where where you that's the only place you could buy Monte Cristo and Romeo and, right. and, up, and that would be one thing. But these stores have no exclusivity on anything. They're no. just stores. Retail stores. Yeah. And and the focus in those stores is on uh inordinately profitable cigars. So the you know, the type of cigar that a, a good percentage of the public smokes, stuff that they could buy for two, three, four dollars, you don't find that there. This this is not a, a place where you find a lot of bundles of cigars.
3: No, there's not a lot of bundles but but they're, they're not the only ones doing it, right? So, CI are opening up their, their chain of superstores across the country, and Davidoff is, has retail stores opening. Do you, do you understand the reasoning behind it? I mean, I, I think CI is doing well with their retail division. I'm pretty much the stories I hear Davidoff
4: is not. I think those were defensive positions. You know, you see somebody else do it and say, hey, how come we're not doing it? And. and. My my theory has always been keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I think I think um, I don't think they should be in the retail business. First of all, I, I don't think that a supplier is supposed to be the comp competitor for for their customers.
3: I've said it for years. I don't think there's any other industry where the lines are so blurred like right. this industry. I I I don't think I've ever seen it. I mean, and it's just so blatant and and, and but you know. There's nothing anybody could really do. I mean, if you're a retailer, you can't stop buying from that manufacturer. It, I mean, you're stuck.
4: It is done in other industries. I mean, you can find a Ralph Lauren store in a shopping mall, and yeah, then just, you go into Mordstrom's, and they have in that Ralph Lauren section. Yeah, it is, actually, but it's so blatant, though.
2: Well, that's a very good point. I like where this is all going, but I feel like we need to take a short break, and when we come back, we will have more with Lou Rothman right here on Game Day Talk Radio. Okay. Keep it lit. You're listening to
0: KMA Talk
2: Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter.
0: We're on
1: Instagram, too!
12: Yes, it's mandatory. Known the world over as the Rolls Royce of cigars With unparalleled packaging and superb quality Gurkha cigars are works of art That feature the rarest and best tobaccos in the industry Offering a flavor profile for every palate The highly rated Gurkha brand creates a luxurious experience For even the most discriminating cigar smoker So treat yourself today with an unparalleled cigar smoking experience Visit GurkhaCigars.com to find a purveyor of Gurkha cigars near you
10: Placentia Cigars has been one of the world's leading growers of first-class tobacco since 1865. Today, Nestor Placentia Sr., together with the fifth generation of the Placencia family, continue the legacy. With over 3,000 acres of quality tobacco fields, they are makers of quality cigars, including Alma Fuerte, ranked among the top 10 cigars in major publications. Find them in your local premium tobacconist stores around the country. Plasencia Cigars, perfected for more
7: than 150 years. Yours to enjoy now. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. There's nothing more important to me than family. That's why I treasure the moments with my wife Terry and our son Christopher, aka Christoph. When we have those rare moments to talk about life, there's nothing better than smoking Christoph to enhance our time together. For Terry, it's our Christoph sweet tip Cuban selection. For Chris, our Sumatra, and for me, our original Maduro, enhance your family time with Christoph Cigars.
10: Ventura Cigar Company is a boutique cigar brand born in sunny Southern California. Ventura Cigar Company is on a mission to create memorable, complex cigar blends that excite the senses and reward discriminating palates. Experience the cigar aficionado number 13 cigar of the year. The archetype, Axis Mundi. Rise up, step up, look up, fire up, and leave compromise behind with Ventura Cigar Company. Check them out online at
5: VenturaCigar.com. Make your next bold journey an epic one. When it comes to cigars, only one brand delivers intense, unforgettable experiences. Camacho. In continuing this fearless tradition, Camacho brings you the newest addition to its arsenal of badass. The new Camacho BXP. Intense, box-pressed, and crafted with rugged American broadleaf fillers from Pennsylvania. Available in Connecticut, Corojo, and Ecuador. Outfit your next bold journey with the new Camacho BXP.
2: Want to be in the know and lift your cigar game? Join the Monte Cristo Social Club and stay connected with the latest cigar news. Discover events near you and see what's trending. The Monte Cristo Social Club is the place to stay connected to get the inside scoop and feel like an industry insider. Members can look forward to exclusive members-only benefits, special discounts, and details on how to gain VIP access to some of the most extravagant cigar events. New members receive an exclusive gift just for signing up. The Monte Cristo Social Club get in the know.
10: Bold and complex. That is the new Romeo San Andres by Romeo Lieta. Using the very best San Andres wrapper leaf available in the market, Rafael Nadal and A.J. Fernandez collaborated together to create a new standard among San Andres cigars. Medium to full-bodied, this cigar is bountiful in both flavor and aroma. Available nationally for the first time, Romeo San Andres is a cigar you do not want to miss. Make sure to get one today at your local tobacconist. Romeo San Andres by Romeo Lieta.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory.
2: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K. The Brewmeister. We are here broadcasting live in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida on this, the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. Is this a thing? Oh yeah,
3: it's a total uh, thing. Okay, I didn't know it's a thing.
2: Yeah, it's May the
3: Fourth. I, I get it now,
2: May the Fourth. The, the, really, the, yeah. the other thing is like everybody now, is, people on the internet are always like, it's gonna be May uh, from the In uh, Sync song where it's gonna be me. Yeah. So now everybody goes, it's gonna be May. Okay. Well, I guess you know. Well, why do I need
4: these earphones? I can hear you guys
2: perfectly <laughs> well. We we can't hear you.
3: No,
1: yeah. well, I guess you're talking the mic. I don't know. Why do you need the earphones? I
2: don't know. It's what I don't know. It's a professional mean, thing. Uh, didn't know. It's better. Well, we can hear... We can't... Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't, oh, be, able we hear hear we wouldn't be able to hear the column. We wouldn't be able to hear the column. He yeah. He hasn't said
4: anything.
2: Not to you. No.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we
2: are here with uh, Lou Rothman, the founder of JR Cigars, and uh, we have been talking about, well, all the interesting things going on in the world, but, uh, the history of Lou and uh, so many other interesting things. Well, we were touching base on, on the whole
3: uh, Imperial Tobacco We were, we were, deal, we were touching
2: base on Imperial Tobacco yeah, just with Just to Lou. sum it up, Blue. what
3: kind of ripple effect, or, or is there any that you expect from an acquisition at this point? Will it
4: have any effect on the industry as a whole? Uh, it depends on who buys what. I, if, I would think that if, if STG were to acquire J.R., they would then have J.R., Cigar International, and Thompson.
2: So and all the CDM corporate stores, too. All the what? Oh, the Casa de Monte Cristo oh, stores yeah. have now opened, too, which also now includes Sirius. Well, and
4: no, because they could buy JR without buying those stores.
2: Right. Also
3: true. Which yeah. would probably be a better position. They've changed, the,
4: I don't know why, but they've changed all the names of the JR stores to Casa de Monte Cristo. So, uh, so JR doesn't it say JR on any of the JR locations anymore? Uh,. Yeah, there's a little JR I think on uh the one in Whippany and the one in Morrisville, North Carolina. But the others they just say Casa de Monte Cristo it might say Casa de Monte Cristo by JR yeah. cigars, yeah. Yeah, it does.
2: But uh, okay, interesting thing. Uh quick flash round we're gonna play here.
4: What is uh, your place? Say Monte Cristo by
3: Well, I'm I'm not owned by them, so it's my own store, but ours is just is Casting Monte Cristo and then we also have another icon that says smoking cigars right. on it. Okay. So We kept our normal corporate branding. Mm
2: -hmm. So, Lou, a fun thing. What would you say is your most embarrassing moment? In the industry or in life? No, just in life, in general.
3: Well, that you could talk about on the radio. Yes, also a good point.
4: (laughs) Well, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. I'm pretty sure (laughs) Lavonda doesn't. (laughs) I was engaged to this girl, and what I was that? Not Lavanda. It's before Lavanda, and I was at on the beach. At Jones How old beach. were you? Because you got married at a young age. Yeah, I was like, I guess nineteen and a half. Was there 20. a race? Was there some kind of
3: race to get married
4: back then? No, no, no. It's a long story. I didn't <laughs> want to actually be engaged to her. But at any rate, I was on the beach with this girl and this guy Chuck Pegler, who was in the house plan that where I went to college. He came up to us on the beach. And I went to introduce her, and I forgot her name. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that has to be right up there. Oh, wow. and, and then another time, uh, Lane Limited, the tobacco company. Yeah, yeah they had just they Dumbhill. had just brought in a new president, and it was a, a really short guy. And my friend Mike Sharma and the other people from Lane came in to introduce me to him because I was their biggest customer. And I don't know why he said this. I said I was expecting somebody taller. <laughs> no, <you didn't. laughs> just, just said it out Yeah, I don't know why. Came New president.
3: <laughs>
2: that's breath. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Holy cow. Oh,
3: so so um, politics.
2: You know, uh, for, I hate Trump.
3: Wow, well, you didn't like Trump when we talked four or five years ago. Um, yeah, but one of the interesting things you did say to me, which I found kind of amusing, was. He said, uh, you wouldn't mind Bernie Sanders because nothing would get done for four years.
4: Right. Because yeah, because it's too far out.
3: He's too far, too, out. too far out. far out. Right. I
4: like this lady, Kamala Harris. Uh, she seems very, very bright. And when you ask her a question, you actually get an answer, which, which most of these people you don't. You know, They always go around it. Absolutely.
3: That's the name of the game. It's, it's all smoke and mirrors these days, right? So now, now, I don't think you've been on since Trump's been elected, right? Do you where where is your stance on the state of the country? Right? Do you think he's like my my position on Trump is look? Obviously he he he's going to say stuff that's just absurd, very unpresidential, He's very childish
4: antics, but I don't I didn't I don't have a problem so much with his policies that, that, that been. I don't he, think he has any policies other than himself. And as far as the economy goes, the economy is the economy. It would be doing good with a different president. It did good with Clinton. It did good with Bush. I mean. Uh, I don't think the president really has did good with it. Obama. Yeah, it was all right, it was good. Uh, you know, th- this the business with tampering with the Federal Reserve and and uh, and and these various different uh, tariffs, uh, it it makes people nervous. Um, and I, I can't believe that. I mean, his his base is in the Midwest, uh, and you know some of his tariffs have hurt the midwest very badly i, I i'm just it just seems to me like there's a, a lot of people more qualified to be president oh absolutely i and, mean and the continuous lying i've and, said i've said it a
3: million times his, his presidency the fact that it's happened is just a testament to how broken and something really wrong there has to have been in the country at the time right otherwise it would never have happened you wouldn't
4: well 8 a, years
3: ago you'd never believe it in a million years.
4: I, I didn't like Hillary Clinton either. Well that so, was the I problem, mean, right? Yeah, I I don't know that people voted for Trump or voted against her. I I, I mean, agree. And, and and the problem is, is who who do you feel I mean, when John McCain was running for president because historically I would say I was a conservative and a Republican. But when when he was running for president and he uh and he picked that woman to be his vice president, somebody who Couldn't name a magazine she wrote. And
2: who often said, uh, I can see Russia from my house. Oh my goodness. But uh, all right, we're going to have more with Lou when we come back. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio.
0: Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes,
9: it's mandatory. We are family. Stop right there. A, I hate the song. B, I can't sing. Dan Blunt here for Alec Bradley Cigars. I'm making a point, though, and that's Alec Bradley Cigars is a family operation. Alan Rubin named the company after his two sons, Alec and Bradley, when they were just tykes. Now they're grown up, working alongside their dad, making the best damn cigars you ever smoked. So join the family. Alec Bradley Cigars.
10: Toscano cigars have been pleasing the palates of cigar enthusiasts for centuries. What began as an accident is now a unique and delicious smoking experience passed down through generations. Whether you're a full-bodied cigar lover who appreciates the power of our Toscano Original, hand-rolled in our factory of Lucha, or someone who prefers a light, smooth cigar in our Toscano Classico, you become part of a Toscano experience. A unique smoke with 200 years of history and tradition.
6: Cigar Enthusiasts. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member.
8: The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers, from the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Serie V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you, so always ask for Oliva an unbeatable value, and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars.
5: A brand more than 100 years in the making, Particulares was established in Havana, Cuba in 1895, operating as an elite factory that would later introduce the world to classic brands such as Byron, Particulares, and even Monte Cristo. Now, Sindicato Cigars is proud to bring this historic brand back to life, partnering with the legendary Topsa factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, to reimagine this Cuban classic as a modern day Nicaraguan puro. Transport yourself to a bygone era of Cuban nostalgia with Particulares by Sindicato. For more information, visit syndicato.com.
12: To Affinity and beyond, that is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke. With the gentleness of a mother's touch, Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio.
0: Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too! Yes, it's mandatory.
2: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. We are here broadcasting live in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida on uh, May the 4th. And we hope you've enjoyed the first hour and a half here of uh, KMA Talk Radio. If you missed any part of it, make sure you check out the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Look up the archives. The podcast is available on Monday. And if you miss any part of us talking to Lou Rothman here, uh, well, what are you doing? Because every part of it is always highly entertaining. With us, of course, Mr. Honest Abe. Good morning, and uh, we are here with our special guest, Mr. Lou Rothman, founder I of JR like Cigars. It.
3: I'm trying to determine the sound effect is a Star Wars sound effect or a 420 sound effect. That's a Star Wars. <laughs> no, yeah, that's definitely Vader breathing.
2: Yeah,
3: Lou, you're you're a sci-fi fan. Yeah, we we, we actually exchanged some books a couple times. Um, do you are you do you do movies at all or just books?
4: Uh, I do movies, but I have not seen.
3: Endgame. You, have you been into any of those? Any of the Avenger movies? I or... liked Iron
4: Man movies. Uh, I, I, the ones that have multiple characters. I don't enjoy them
3: as much. You, don't, you like the single story. Yeah. Right. There's too yeah. much, a lot going there, on.
4: There's too many people with supernatural <laughs>
3: <laughs> Now, Now, did you watch the first part, the Infinity Wars, or no?
4: Uh, no, the last one I watched was Age of Ultron.
3: Oh, a great movie! Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. I like that one a lot, actually. All right, but but uh, is is the the superhero genre more your genre, or is it more of the fantasy sci-fi?
4: Well, I think fantasy sci-fi. The superhero thing is uh, they've invented too many people with superpowers. Do you ever watch this show? It's called uh, Supergirl on TV. I was anxious to see that. Why? In every episode. It's a terrible show. I know. In it's every a episode, show. In every episode, there's somebody that has equivalent powers to her. Well, there has to be. And there's another one called The Arrow. Yes, Green where, Arrow. Yeah. You watch all these
3: shows. It's funny because yeah, yeah. I actually watch them.
4: <laughs> it's, it's like, who doesn't have a superpower? I don't mind. Well,
3: well Green Arrow doesn't have any superpowers.
4: Uh, well, I don't know. Those He's have, got a lot of technology. Yeah, He's a tech guy. Those, he, yeah, I like that. He doesn't
3: have any superpowers. Right. Do you watch the? Do you watch a lot of CW? Is that what it is? Do you watch the Flash too?
4: Yeah, <laughs> Barry Allen. Is that his name? How about the One Hundred? The One Hundred.
3: That doesn't ring a bell. Oh, the 100's good actually. It, 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 it's it's futuristic, apocalyptic. Uh, they uh, they started nuclear war. Uh, life on Earth ended as they know it. I think it's the sixth season just started now. But life on Earth ended, and they had to live in this satellite they built in outer space. And until the half life of the radioactivity, and then, um, you know, they had a situation where the ox- they were going to run out of oxygen, so they actually had to come back down to Earth. And but they found out there were some natives that survived. And it's it's sixties as long. It's-, it's it's your type of show. It's- it's- there's no superpowers. It's real life post apocalyptic thing. But it's uh, it's been pretty good. It's called the One Hundred. Should check it out. I think it'd be right up your alley. It's on the CW, so it's on the.
4: Yeah, no, I I I like science fiction.
3: Yeah, me too. I'm a sci-fi guy too. What was, what's your what's, what's your favorite sci-fi book?
4: John Carter of Mars.
3: Really? Yeah.
4: Edgar Rice Burroughs.
3: Didn't they try to make that a movie? They did. They did. It was it,
2: terrible. It failed. It
4: Disney. was terrible. Yeah, it was a lousy movie.
2: It was a terrible movie. It bombed.
4: But I've seen it like four times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Taylor Kitsch was in that one. Yeah.
4: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Terrible, terrible, terrible movie.
4: Yeah, and William Dafoe.
2: Yeah. Yep.
3: I read I read, a of, I read a lot of Piers Anthony growing up. I, you know, it's because it's, you read these books so long ago, you can't remember, were they awesome because I was younger or were they awesome because, you know, <clears throat> they were great. But, I mean, I guess if, if it stands the test of time. It had to be pretty good. But one of my favorite uh, series was um, the Incarnations of Immortality by Piers Anthony. It was, it was a very cool book. It was a five-series book where, all about um, incarnations. So death had an office and war was an actual people. And then in each chapter... Because they were the new office, Satan would try to, like, foil, like, some plot for the future that he was trying to build.
4: <laughs> Pretty much. Have you seen the show called The Good Place with, no.
2: with Ted Danson? Yeah. Uh, oh, is that yeah. is that's with the blonde girl? Yes, uh, yeah. Kirsten, um, no, uh, Kristen Bell. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah
3: I, actually, I haven't watched it, I caught, like, it's it, a good show. I, whatever I watch comes on right before it.
2: Mm-hmm. Or used to? They don't so, know they're
3: in a bad place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, so, spoiler alert for those who haven't <laughs> seen the first season yet. <laughs> but uh, is, is, did that show? Is that still show still on? Yeah, uh,
2: it, they're only doing ten episode seasons. They just aired the third season, just ended in January. What network is that on? NBC. Oh, really? But you can also get it on Netflix.
3: Usually, they don't do such small
2: seasons on network television. Well, that's. I think they're trying to go more the. They've understood like you can't survive if you're trying to do twenty four episodes in the new world right. of where we are in television now.
3: I tell you what, the one show that constantly every season had twenty some episodes and I love and they're going into their last season, season fifteen next year is supernatural. Huh? Fifteen seasons, supernatural. Wow. Yep. That's a lot. Yep. They just announced it. This is gonna be the last and final year. But every season was like it was a like great. It was like Oh, the season's coming back. It was just over, like, last month. It's 25, usually 23, 25, 26 episodes a season.
4: So My big fun. one is uh, Madam Secretary with uh, Tia Leone. That's a new one, yeah. Plus, was, it's been on for, like, three years. Right. right. I used to have
3: an infatuation with Tia Leone. I used to think she was so incredibly hot when I was in. I
2: mean, she still is. I mean, no. I, was,
3: I was very much infatuated with her early on, Tia Leone. Understandable. How so, like
2: uh, fun question, Lou. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh.
4: Hmm. I would say it's uh, Groundhog Day.
3: Ooh, classic. Have you watched it over and over?
2: Get it? <laughs> I don't know uh, how many times I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> no, doubt, classic. My, so are you a Bill Murray fan, or is that just your favorite movie? No, that's just my favorite Groundhog.
3: movie. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. That is a wonderful movie. I, that's a tough personally. question. I don't think it can answer my all-time his favorite movie. His facial movies. experiment.
4: His facial expression every time the clock hits 6.01 in the morning. <laughs> right? It's, it's like great do you find do you find this is interesting? Because someone who's
3: been married over fifty some years, do you and Lavanda have the same taste in movies? Oh no! Right. No. How do you handle that? Uh, in
4: different rooms. <laughs> okay. So I mean, do you,
3: have, okay. Do you guys ever go to the theater a lot, like yes. outside? Yeah. And do you guys argue about what you want to see, or?
4: Uh, no, we usually watch what Lavanda wants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and what's what kind of movies does she like?
4: The the the, the romance stuff. Um. Well, have you ever seen Terms of Endearment? Oh, yeah. That type of movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Drama, you know. Interesting. Yeah, I mean,
3: look, I, my wife and I, thank God, there's we have a lot of blended areas. Like, you know, we're, we like sci-fi and mm-hmm. superhero. And, and, and then we do have some external stuff. But there's always at least some middle ground that we both say, oh, yeah, let's go watch that movie. Well, we know?
4: both watch Madam Secretary. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We
3: used to watch a lot of TV, my wife and I. Now, now we now we just go to separate rooms. <laughs> I don't know if it's a marriage thing or not. We just, but um, we used to. When early on in our relationship, we had series that we watched together. Who has and, the
4: bigger television?
3: Uh, she does. Well, it depends. You see, she gets the living room till she goes to bed, and then I get the living room. <laughs> well, I sit I sit out in the lanai most of the nights. Right, I come up after the kids go to bed. I usually make a cup of coffee or tea, and then I have an outside TV where I could smoke and right. hang out, and I just sit out there. For most of the night. I mean, the big TV's in the main room, the living room, so. I, I never know how people call stuff, right? I mean, growing up, like, the living room's where, I guess they call it the family room, I guess, that's what we used to call the yeah, living room. sure. The, the main room of the house, where, yeah, cool. yeah, some people call it the family room. I've heard people call that the front room. You ever hear the front room? No. Front room? Colin, no? That was, I heard people calling that growing up the front room. Well, with, not, with
2: the uh, front I, room. Could, I would consider, like, the front room the entryway, like, at your house. Like, once you go through the main door, like, that area where there isn't a TV, that's, like, your front room. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's weird.
4: Yeah, we don't have a living room at home. We have we have a library, and we have a conservatory.
3: Uh, okay, well, we don't, conservatory? A, we don't have a conservatory.
4: What's the conservat
3: What's in the conservatory?
4: Big glass thing, you know, where we spend most of our time there.
3: When you have like a couple couples come over for drinks one night, where do you guys sit?
4: Usually in the kitchen. I think that's where everybody <laughs> sits. The
3: kitchen. Okay. So what would you consider the main room then, the kitchen?
4: Yeah, the kitchen and a conservatory. I mean, you could bulldoze the rest of the house and we'd still have, other than sleeping, you know, we'd be there. Is, is the big TV in the
3: conservatory?
4: Uh, no, but there's a decent-sized TV. Where's
3: the biggest TV in the house located?
4: We don't have a real big TV. Really? Yeah. It's not a like screening room? No, my house was built like in... Before nineteen hundreds, so. I know, but they make TVs
3: every year. No matter I, when I, they I, built your house, I, I you know, can get a but TV. there's a lot
4: of woodwork. There were no big walls to. You know. What's the
3: biggest TV in your house?
4: Uh, I guess about forty-eight inch diagonal. Really? Yeah.
3: Oh my god. Well, 40, no, 48 inches small. You know what's funny is because now you're so warped, right? Because like when, when I was growing up, a 27-inch TV was like, you know, your widescreen yeah. television there, yeah. right there, 27 inches monster. But or, yeah, I mean, Or you had those
2: giant big screen ones that were built like literally was an entire entertainment center. Yeah, like in a itself. house. Yeah. yeah.
4: When I was growing up, it was this massive, huge box with this tiny little octagon in the middle. And then there would be a target there. And you would adjust the stuff to make the target sharper. And then there wasn't TV all the time. Shows would come on, and then in the middle, between them, there was nothing. nothing. Right.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. Dumont.
4: That was the name of the television.
2: Dumont. Wow. And this walk-down nostalgia brought to you in part by our good friends over at JR Cigars. Make sure you check out the catalog. I mean, he's around though. i know He's seen a lot of things in his lifetime it is legendary all right we're going to take a short break when we come back we're going to talk more with lou and then we'll see this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum keep it lit
0: you're listening to kma talk radio follow us on facebook and twitter we're
1: on instagram too
0: yes it's mandatory
10: With over 20 years in the cigar industry, Eric Espinosa has done it all. He began in retail, became a sales manager, developed and owns his own brands, and today is internationally known as a manufacturer of top-quality premium cigars. Nothing gives Eric more pleasure than to be able to make his own cigars for consumers worldwide to enjoy. Experience cigars made in the Espinosa way. La Ranja Reserva, Murcielago, 601, and
5: Espinosa Habano in Connecticut. For more information,
10: visit EspinosaCigars.com.
5: A brand more than 100 years in the making, Particulares was established in Havana, Cuba in 1895, operating as an elite factory that would later introduce the world to classic brands such as Byron, Particulares, and even Monte Cristo. Now, Sindicato Cigars is proud to bring this historic brand back to life, partnering with the legendary Topsa factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, to reimagine this Cuban classic as a modern day Nicaraguan Puro. Transport yourself to a bygone era of Cuban nostalgia with Particulares by Sindicato. For more information, visit syndicato.com.
2: want to be in the know and lift your cigar game join the monte cristo social club and stay connected with the latest cigar news discover events near you and see what's trending the monte cristo social club is the place to stay connected to get the inside scoop and feel like an industry insider members can look forward to exclusive members only benefits special discounts and details on how to gain vip access to some of the most extravagant cigar events new members receive an exclusive gift just for signing up the monte cristo social club get in the know
11: Lights, camera
5: action. Real Clips Barbershop brings you all that is good about old school barbershops in a new cinematic themed environment. Whether you need a traditional cut, fade, blowout, or even a straight razor hot towel shave, our master barbers will get you right. All while enjoying iconic scenes from some of your favorite movies. Right from our video screens built into the mirrors. Visit RealClipsBarbershop.com. That's real, R-E-E-L, ClipsBarbershop.com for a location near you or to make an appointment. After one visit, we know you'll be back.
13: Insurance companies have a very unique business model that the general public doesn't understand. Insurance companies make profit only one way, taking in premiums and paying out less on claims than they take in premiums. In doing this, they oftentimes deny legitimate people with viable claims fair compensation.
14: We know accidents happen, they happen every day. The good thing about insurance is, it helps people do the right thing when they've caused accidents. You know, if I cause an accident, the first thing I wanna do is make sure the person is okay, the the person's taken care of. Insurance gives us the ability to do the right thing. Unfortunately, the insurance company uh, treats people like statistics instead of human beings. And that's why you need an experienced attorney to make sure the insurance company does the right thing.
2: Baker and Zimmerman defending the injured. Eight hundred eight six six laws.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram
1: too. Yes,
0: it's mandatory.
2: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in West Palm Beach, Florida. I am Adam K, the Brewmeister. With me, of course, the man, the myth, Mr. Honest Abe. Hey, hey, hey. And an icon of the cigar industry, Mr. Lou Rothman, has been here as our meet-your-maker today.
4: I have a question for you. Absolutely. Uh-oh. What makes you the brew
2: Oh. Ooh. He makes beer. Yeah. Ah. In fact, uh, coming Monday. Tonight. Is it Monday i will be ready? Monday,
3: it'll be delivered. Really? Yep. I guess we should we should start like, okay. putting it an out. I, I should
4: he's, have asked you that question a few years ago. Yeah, he's very yeah.
3: much into brewing beer and yeah. knows... knows I mean, look, there's a lot of stuff he doesn't know. He knows a lot about beer. And actually, he went up about maybe a month ago.
2: Uh, Yeah, it was a month ago yesterday to Selfish uh, selfish Brewing and Selfish Brewing,
3: and he created the Brewmeister's Private Reserve, which will be delivered at our locations on Monday and available at any smoke and bar. Yep, yeah, it'll be available. What happened
4: to uh, Madam M? She had a baby baby?
3: recently. Ah. Got married, had a baby. Lady M had a little Parker. Yep. Very nice. Parker can't lose. Mm -hmm. No, no, usually you get my TV references. Parker Very popular lose. show back in the maybe 90s. Parker Lewis Can't Lose. No. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, no, unfamiliar nobody, with it, I'm with no. I'm all alone on this one. Collins Shan, maybe.
11: I remember, but not too much.
3: Yes, it was maybe three or four seasons. It was, it was, it was basically a Ferris Bueller-esque t- style TV show, a kid in high school. You, know, you could never get the best of him. Okay. But there was, a, there was a big guy. And now you know. There was a big guy who starred in Parker Lewis Can't Lose. He was like the... Oversized student, mm-hmm. um, who's made a ton of movies. He's a C character, character role guy usually. But I always remembered because he was the first Hollywood guy. His name was Abe. Oh, his name was Abe. Google, Google, Google him up. Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. There's a kid actor, but he's grown up. And, and if you saw his face, you'd, you'd recognize him in a probably from million, something. Probably, yes, a yeah. million movies. But yeah, his name was Abe. Huh.
2: There you go. That's Parker Lewis. And can't now be. we have fully got that. So yes,
3: yeah. she's home. The baby's maybe a, not even a month old right now. No, not even so newborn. 'Cause it was the fifteenth. Yep, the fifteenth. Actually, funny story, <clears throat> Lady M, uh, we first basically one of her first jobs when she was in school because we met her, uh, one of our stores were right across from campus was she was helping my wife when we had our first child, Petra. Uh Petra's now eleven years old. Oh wow. But she was basically our my wife's house helper, nanny, whatever you want to call it. And she basically helped raise our first daughter, Petra, that was born on April fifteenth, and her first baby was born on April fifteenth. So wow. you know, yeah,
2: kinda universally And the world continues to turn in one singular circle. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, So, obviously, Lou, I know Ted, you're going to Tampa. Uh, You're going to try and travel the country. You're going to go about. Uh, Any other plans for this year? I'd like
3: to know where you haven't been that you still want to go to. Ooh.
4: A lot of places in the United States. I I would like to take, you know, a car trip all across the United States. You mentioned, but what's
3: something that's really on your bucket list that you haven't been to or done yet?
2: China, Thailand, you oh, you mean in to... other countries? No, anywhere, it's... anywhere, like, anywhere. Like, like,
3: One of mine is Mount Rushmore. I'm going to see it this. I mean, it's not a big deal, but I just want to see it. I never seen Mount Rushmore, so I'm going actually up in, in this uh, August to see Mount Rushmore and just check it off my bucket list. What's one of the things that you haven't seen yet? That it's on your to do list that you really want to get to? I can't
4: think of anything. Well, that's
2: a blessed life, then, my friend. <laughs> that's a pretty blessed life. Very much so. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Oh, so it's going to be a fun thing. So, let's see this week, Who Belongs in a Cigar Insane Asylum.
0: Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane?
12: We all go a little mad sometimes.
0: Where logic and reason cease to exist.
2: This week, Who Belongs in a Cigar Insane Asylum, brought to you in part by CLE and Asylum Cigars. Well, this week's inductee knows that when you want a
3: waffle you get a waffle. Sally Selby, 45, of Tennessee, was spotted on surveillance video entering a Walmart at about 4.15 in the morning. She got in one of the scooters and started riding around the store and did her shopping, nothing crazy. Then she drove the scooter out of the store about a half an hour later. And instead of going right to her car, she decided to take it for a little joyride around the parking lot. tickle, tickle. tickle, tickle. And once she, <laughs> right? And once she got a good feel for it, she then proceeded to drive the Walmart scooter out on the highway. The scooter was reported stolen when the police were on the hunt. The cops caught up with her and pulled Selby over at about five in the morning after receiving reports from drivers of a woman driving a scooter on the highway's slow lane. When asked why she stole the scooter in the first place, Selby said she was driving to Waffle House to get a cup of coffee. That's all. The scooter was eventually returned to Walmart and congratulations, uh, Miss Selby, the scooter stealer. You are this week's inductee into the Cigar Insane Asylum
2: bought to you by CLE and S- Asylum Cigars. You, you got to love it when you, the story starts out with, she went to a Walmart at 4.15 in the morning. Any which,
3: story it, that starts like that, you
2: know something Something interesting is, gonna is happen, definitely going to happen. Because nothing good happens at Walmart at 4.15 in the morning. As
3: your friend said, nothing good happens after 2 in the morning, no matter what, no where oh, are. Yeah. yeah. 2 a.m. Like, we'd be out. I mean, this is when I moved here. I was my twenty six, and I was an older gentleman, but we'd be mm. out, nightclub, strip club, whatever, 2 in the morning. Like, Time to go home. I mean? Nothing good happens after two in the morning. It was like a standard rule, is. Absolutely. It's a it's a good rule to live by. I guess it does keep you out of trouble at some point. So, yeah. nothing really, you know. When you get arrested, it's typically after two in the morning. So, most arrests, I guess.
2: From True. Drunk and stupid. stupors, stupors yeah. happen after two in the morning. Fat, drunk, and stupid, and there's no way to go through life, son.
0: Drunk again.
3: <laughs> so, Lou, we talked cigars. We talked life. We talked politics. Anything else? Facebook. You started Facebook uh, a while ago, and you were kind of pretty active on i think you, you kind of enjoyed having an outlet for a while yeah, I, there but
4: i was you know i was writing a number of stories you know about things that have happened to me or happened in business and um what i had done is take all this memorabilia stuff and i'm i'm a pack rat i mean i have a you know i have a cigar museum of my own yes mm-hmm. uh so i took all of my memorabilia and I separated it all into different years, and I put it all out on this pool table uh, down in the pool room in my house. Uh, It's where my computer is and where I type. And, you know, each piece of paper would remind me of something.
3: And you read about
4: it. Yeah, but then um, my wife said that my son Shane was coming home from Wyoming to visit, and he likes to play pool. So the housekeeper gathered up all the stuff on oh. the table that took me forever to separate oh. it and put it into one big pile and then I never wrote anything again. Wow. <laughs> so I'll I, get back to it. Yeah.
2: So it, obviously we know we've you, you've been a guest many times and you've got stories for almost anything that's ever happened. Have you ever thought about just writing a memoir or writing the autobiography of Lou Rothman or has anybody ever approached you about that?
4: Yeah, a lot of people have told me I should write a book, but, I mean, who would read this? Uh, You'd be surprised.
2: I'll I'll buy the first copy. Great.
4: You sold one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I once wrote a book. I sold 40,000 copies.
3: What book? It was called The Cigar Almanac. Oh, yeah. It it wasn't a book. Yeah, it was a book. It was like a reference book. Okay. Oh, we're talking about like a biography book, a storytelling book. Now,
2: if you were to write a biography what would the title of your biography? Oh, be? Oh, great question!
3: Hmm. So you could tell he's never really thought about yeah. it. he would have a couple answers already.
4: No, I, 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 I don't know. It's, uh, I guess I've been lucky.
3: I've been lucky.
4: <laughs> yeah, I've been very lucky in my. I've been so lucky in my life. Better lucky I
3: mean, than better lucky than smart.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm married for fifty two years. I got not just married, days. man. You married a model. I've never broken a bone. Do you? Know Are you serious? <laughs> really. Yeah. Do you not know, a finger? You never not have a finger in a splint? Up till two years ago, I had never been bitten by an insect. Oh, come on. Yeah. No, no way. way. Yeah, I had never been bitten by an insect. A Nothing. mosquito? Nothing. Come on. Yeah. You, and uh, then that's impossible. There was a thing in the garden where uh, I had to dig up something near Lavanda's greenhouse. I stuck a shovel in the ground, and it was a bee's nest there. and And two bees bit me on my thumb. And I thought, wow, that's what fear feels like. I never felt i n I'd never been bitten by anything.
3: I'm going to rub on him a little bit on the way out. I know. <laughs> so I,
4: I you know I mean I've been enormously lucky. I, I you know, other than, you know, joint pain and stuff, I've really never been sick.
3: Well, I mean, I think I think of all the people I know you, you definitely warrant a memoir book. I mean, cuz your experiences from how you got in the mail order to Kansas pitching hay, meeting Lavanda, you look it's you open wrong, but they're great stories, and yeah. they should be or, shared.
2: Or not to mention how the time you bought a Rolls Royce—one <laughs> of my favorite <laughs> stories. That was the same episode we talked about, Mont Kilimanjaro. Yes, I think. exactly. Yep. Yeah, there's another good story.
3: Yes, full of stories. So yeah, <laughs> I think you should. Yeah, you, know, you can get. To, listen, you enjoy writing. Lou enjoys writing. Yeah. I mean, as much as long as you, know, you try to even start your own magazine at one well, point.
2: I,
4: I think if I wrote anything now, I I would write, um, yeah, about my life and and what I know about my parents because. Uh, you know, when my kids ask me about my parents, I don't know anything. I don't even know how they met. You know,
3: it's, it's funny because that's what I, you know, a lot of people use Facebook. You know, I, I have my
2: different Facebook, right? My my KMA Facebook, I, I can't go up. Yep. <laughs> All right. I like where you're going. Next week. I'll
3: talk to Lou about it after the
2: show. We'll talk about it after the show. We hope you've enjoyed If you missed any part of it, make sure you check out the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Go through the archives. If you have, are unfamiliar with any of the stories we talked with Lou or barely hinted on, Go back to the old Lou Rothman episodes. You'll thank me later. They're all fantastic. Next week, we're going to talk to Nimish Desai from Rocky Patel Cigars. We'll see what's going on with his weight loss and everything else. Till next week, and as always,
0: keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're
1: on Instagram, too. Yes, it's
0: mandatory.
2: The Southeast number one club of the year is Spearmint Rhino. Enjoy $5 lunch specials daily till 3 with the best view in town. Really hungry? Take a bite of their 16-ounce New York strip special, only $14.95. Available daily until 10 p.m. Spearmint Rhino, home of $10 Tuesdays all day and all night. And now Thursdays until 8 p.m. Dances are $10. Spearmint Rhino is South Florida's adult playground. Mention at the door Honest Abe sent you for free entry. For more information, visit
1: SpearmintRhino.com.
0: Keep it lit with KMA Talk Radio.